God bless you. God bless you all. My name is I'm Unique, and I'm back here with another podcast, Keeping a G with you all. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. I hope that you're doing wonderful. I want to talk. I'm going to jump right in. Um, I'm going to talk about perspective today. The Lord just blessed my heart, my soul, my might, my strength, my body. He just really blessed me today. If you have, if you hear some cocoa bugs in the background, it's because I'm outside. Because I like being outside. Um, so, boom. I was reading through Psalms this morning by the grace of God. And he took me to Psalms 13. Oh, my God. It says... How long, O oh Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long will I take counsel in my soul, having sorrow in my heart daily? How long will my enemy be exalted over me? Consider me, O oh Lord, my God. Enlighten my eyes. Enlighten my eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death. Lest my enemies say I have prevailed against him. Lest those who trouble me rejoice when I am moved. But I have trusted in your mercy. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me. Okay, I know it's a lot, but you can always rewind and go back and do what you need to do to get this in you. But listen, he says, the writer of this psalm is David. And David and God had a really, really close relationship. David was imperfect. He had his issues. You know, if you know the Bible, you know, he had an affair with old girl. And he he had some stuff. He was doing good. He had a season where it was just him and God. And then he, he got a little, he got elevated. He became king. Then he had some issues with his flesh. And so he had, it's a whole thing. So anyway, this is a psalm, though. This is um, just a reflection of David's heart because David's heart was always open to God like there was nothing that he kept from God there was no part of his heart his mind his soul that he was just like I'm not talking to God like no matter what he did he always had that connection he had that open door that open window toward God so the part that got me though David said he was having sorrow in his heart daily because he was taking counsel in his soul now counsel is when like you get advice from somebody you know you go to counselor when you're trying to get help or you know what i'm saying you're trying to get somebody to show you how to do something it's like an advice opinion or instruction given in directing the judgment or conduct of another person counsel directs our judgment or conduct it directs our judgment our judgment is how we think how we perceive something our perspective and so god took me through a whole loop here y'all so just praise god <laughs> so david's perspective was dark he said lest i sleep the sleep of death like i don't i don't want to i don't want to get into a depressed mode like god why am i feeling this way why why is you know, you know I, I, are you there like how long are you are you just gonna sit back and watch this happen like are you there God like are you hiding your face from me like why I gotta go through this but the fact 
it, it was because David's perspective was being shaped by his soul. So that that must mean that must mean that something in his soul wasn't right because it was causing him to think in a dark way. It was causing him to be to to just to be depressed pretty much. David went through all kinds of stuff, y'all, like within himself. Um and none of us are exempt from going through stuff. And sometimes what our soul endures, um, it it really impacts our perspective about life. Like if you've had a bad experience with a certain person, place, or thing, it like your attitude about that person, place, or thing is, is impacted by that. That's what we call trauma. Trauma is when something happens to you and it affects you like for the rest of your life or for a long period of time. Like it affects your, <clears throat> excuse me, behavior, your attitude, your mentality, your heart, your feelings, your mind, your will and emotions. That's your soul. Like if you got hit by a car or if you had a car accident, God forbid, that's going to shape your perspective for a while. I remember uh, I had a relative who had a car accident and she ended up going back to the hospital, going to the hospital, coming out of the hospital by the grace of God. And um, glory to God, she came out of the hospital and was driving to the house. And we weren't we were driving slow, normal speed. But every time a car would pass us, she would flinch like because she had just had a car accident. She was traumatized by what happened. It was all kind of fear in her heart and on her mind. And just she was just she was traumatized by what happened. And so it was in effect affecting her mind, her heart and in turn affected her behavior and her actions, her body. Like whatever goes on in our soul, in our mind and our will is going to reflect outwardly without us trying to like it's involuntary right some things we control we can act a certain way but if we roll up on something that affects us that triggers us then we can't control it like if we have a fear of snakes or something like me i don't fool with snakes if i see a snake and i'm walking along my nature trail because that's what i love to do um i will i'm I'm gonna probably jump out of my shoes like, I'm a jump. Like, I, no matter how, you know, I'm walking through the valley of shadow of death, I will fear no evil. You know, I'm praying. I'm prayed. I love prayer now. I'm a prayed up woman. But if I see something that that triggers a fear in me, I'm going to react, period. So I'm just speaking to how, you know, trauma impacts us. I, and I've never had, like, a bad incident with a snake. I just, I know... Um, the snakes can be dangerous. Like I watch TV and and stuff, um, and I've seen things like people get bit or just you know I just know that they they can be dangerous depending on the type of snake. And this furthers my point even more. I said I used to watch it on TV, like different animal shows and stuff. This show is like when you um when we see stuff, it impacts our perspective. Um, the God, the, the God, God took me down a whole loop here about perspective, right? In Psalm 13, David asked God to enlighten his eyes. He said, Lord, enlighten my eyes or lighten my eyes. And I went and looked up enlighten in Hebrew. And it's like this word. I don't know if I'm saying it right. It's fotizo, fotizo, fotizo. I don't know. P-H-O-T-I-Z-O with some lines over the O's. And fotizo means to cause something to exist and thus come to light and become clear to all. To bring light 
or render evident to enlighten spiritually imbue with saving knowledge so it makes and i saw photizo it made me think about the english word photo and what a photo does like you capture a moment it's like a picture you take of something you capture a moment like capture moments everything we see is reflecting onto our brain it's I, I remember taking science classes and biology courses and it talks about the eye and how light and the eye works and how it reflects on this part of the eye and the cornea and the um all these different things the cone and rods and how they work thing the parts of our eyes work together to project images into our brain and it's so freaking amazing it's so miraculous how it happens right but it just shows the power in what we see like how what we see really impacts us as human beings our flesh right now, as Christians, we are called, according to Second Corinthians, I believe, 5 and 7, to walk by faith and not by sight. So we walk by what we believe, what's happening in heaven, not by what we see happening on earth. And uh, the book of Colossians talks about how we should set our mind. Colossians chapter 3 talks about how we should set our mind on the things above. It says, if then we be risen with Christ, seek those things um, above where Christ sits on the right hand of God. Then when Christ, who is our life, shall appear, we will appear with him also. So it's like a fight for our perspective. Um, this war, this this war, the things we are fighting and wrestling with within our souls is a fight for our perspective, how we see life, how we see ourselves, how we see our brothers and sisters, how we perceive, how we see the situation that we're in. Glory to God. The Bible says that that our we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, spiritual wickedness, and spiritual wickedness in high places. Ephesians chapter six. So it's like. A fight for our perspective. <laughs> the Bible says in Second Corinthians. Wait, let me. One of the Corinthians. Is, it talks about how. Help me, Lord. How. Yeah, Second Corinthians chapter ten. It says we. How it talks about how we war. Though we walk in the flesh, we do not war in the flesh. We war in the spirit. So sometimes like when we have issues, when we see problems, our first instinct is to react physically to try to change something. We see a money issue. We try to go work more and do something physically. If we're having a, a relational issue, we try to do something physically. If we if our child is acting up, we react physically. We try to discipline them or spank them. If you grew up like I grew up, I don't know if you got spanking growing up or not. But I did, and it was very traumatizing. You know, that's another subject. But, you know, I get the premise, you know, you want to discipline your child in the way that they should go or train your child up, discipline, you know, don't spare the rod, but the rod isn't a literal like hit somebody with a rod is guidance right anyway so <laughs> sometimes we're not quick enough to get to our spiritual rod and correct them so we have to you know but anyway um so it's it's <laughs> it's 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 a spiritual battle that we're facing it's a spiritual thing that that's that's after our perspective if the enemy can get you to think 
about something or yourself or someone a particular way, glory to God, then he can throw your whole life off course. He don't have to take all your money. He don't have to he don't have to make bad stuff happen in your life. All he has to do is get into your mind, get into your mentality. Glory to God. Because how we perceive life, our perception determines our attitude, our mentality, the thoughts we keep. Uh, there's a quote that says, we're the sum total of the all the thoughts that we have in our mind. And there's another quote I loved um, from my old supervisor. He used to send us out an email and he would say, our attitude is a paintbrush of our mind. So it's like a streak. Our mentality is like a streak of 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 paint on a canvas glory to god the the poet in me is trying to come out but it's like a streak on a canvas our attitude the bible says in romans chapter 12 he says to um be transformed by the renewing of your mind right transformed daily i was listening to a sermon by bishop td jakes the other day so freaking good i do not remember the title of the message um i want to say he was talking about how when you're in transition and transformation transformation is a continual thing it's not just you transform one time and then you're done it's a continual because life is always moving life doesn't stop moving just because we like oh i got a revelation now i'm I'm good no it's like a continual thing it's like a daily momently momently not a word i don't know uh it's like a moment by moment type of type of thing like a day-to-day thing like glory to god so we have to be transformed like by the renewing of our mind daily constantly not letting our mind get into a flaccid sedentary state it's kind of like the body like if you let your body if you don't exercise your body, your body, you're not going to have any muscle. You're not going to have any strength. You're not going to have any energy. Your body's going to be used to being still. And so when you do try to move, it's going to be harder. But if you exercise and move your body regularly, regularly, it's going to become normal for your body to be able to move and function and be strong and be healthy. Same with your, our minds, our perspectives. If we just let our minds stay in the same place, we don't try to do anything about it. We just stay there. We stay in a state of depression. Sometimes I have to catch myself. I will literally be sitting down and fixated on a certain thing or something like the enemy will just grab my mind and I'll just sit there and be stuck for a moment. And I have to grab myself and shake myself out of it because I know that if I don't keep my mind moving, not saying to just you know be doing stuff all the time but if I don't keep if I don't actively participate in the conversations that are being held in the space of my mind and I'm 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 giving the enemy authority and dominion in my mind one of my favorite scriptures is um it's in the book of Psalms it says to order my steps in your word and let not any iniquity have dominion over me dominion over me dominion over me that means you ruling over me you're dominating me. You're determining my decisions. You're affecting my thoughts. You're affecting my life more than I'm affecting my own life. So it's a battle for our perspective. 
um our perspective is made up of thoughts and imaginations ideas sometimes it comes as like a brief idea depending on how your brain works I am a very very visual person I see stuff like in the future I see like visions of things my my imagination is very vivid uh my imagination is 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 sparked by some sometimes the simplest things I can see something and it'll make me think of a song lyric or I can see something or I can read something it's like a reverse thing when I read something it makes me get a picture if I see something it makes me get words it's so crazy how that works right but it's is is my my perspectives my imagination all these things happening in my mind they're affecting my life you know i think about dreams not like dreams when you go to sleep but dreams like you have goals that you want to achieve things that god has given you downloaded into your spirit visions that god gives you about your life in the future that you see and it's like that vision keeps you like captivated if you keep your eyes on it you know set your eyes set your mind Dr. Miles Monroe I was listening to a sermon or a speech he had the other day and he was talking about um sorry there I don't know where I ended off I had a little interruption um probably the enemy hating but um I had a little disruption I don't know where I left off I'm gonna jump right back in but I was talking about how when you are in alignment with the will of God when you're in Christ when you know that you're following after the vision God has given you when you're following seeking after God seeking the things of God um then you can have peace in the middle of a storm you can have peace when you're going through things when you when you're experiencing adversity when things in the natural are breaking down you're not moved and governed by what's happening in the natural you're governed by what you see in the spirit what you know to be true what god says is true you may see your money looking shaky looking funny right now but if you know god has called you to be a lender and not a borrower to be wealthy to prosper even as your soul prospers then you know what i'm saying i'm not saying be in denial and not take care of business but i'm just saying you don't you're not totally moved that's not who you are you know that who you are in christ is bigger than what you see right now you know that you are a chosen generation and royal priesthood the enemy's always after our identity he wants us to define ourselves by what we see by our circumstances you know you see some of the craziest like comeback stories um, of people who lived in crazy conditions like dr eric thomas the hip-hop preacher he um he was homeless and now he's the number one motivational speaker in the world millionaire great man of god powerful like influencing nations worldwide like came from being homeless like as a kid eating out of trash cans homeless like Dr. Miles Monroe grew up in poverty one of the most influential men men of this generation he's passed away but he's still influencing impacting so many lives because of what God has done in his life because he got a vision he got hope he had hope he had the word of God he had faith Faith will change your life. Faith can cause you to your reality to change. 
glory to God. I'm still trying to talk about perspectives, but I just want to tap into that a little bit. Like, but let me revert a little bit. Talked about imaginations and things like that. How they shape our lives. You have to be careful what your mind wanders off and starts thinking about. It's a fight. Especially when you're when you are trying to make changes, when you are going against the grain of what's always been done, maybe in your family, maybe in your community, maybe in your school, maybe in, you know, whatever, your bloodline. Maybe people have always been doing things a certain way but now you're trying to do things differently so your mindset it, you know to some degree has been programmed and shaped by the environment that you were raised in or the things that you maybe were exposed to so you know is it, you're gonna have to wrestle to 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 get out of certain programs and to get get certain things out of your mind to to start thinking differently you know Everybody in your family may used to eat unhealthy, but now you're trying to eat healthy. So your mind is going to be constantly thinking about the unhealthy things you used to eat, even while you're trying to change your eating habits. You may have been exposed to pornography and perversion as a child, but now you're trying to live pure trying to have a pure mind trying to think purely so you're going to have to fight off with the word of God sometimes through fasting and prayer you're going to have to fight off those things that come into your mind sometimes it's a stronghold and you gotta go to like it's war it's warfare but it's not warfare that's outward it's not the world against you it's not everybody is against you it's something that's happening within you that the enemy is after glory to God so I I just encourage you all and myself today to really work on our perspectives especially when you're having sorrow when we're when we're in a moment when you're in sorrow and grief oh God if you're not careful the enemy can really start to influence your mind he doesn't care that we're in a moment of weakness he doesn't care that our pet just died and we're feeling bad he's still gonna attack he's still that that, that's like a when you're vulnerable that's a moment where the enemy is like oh yeah i gotta gotta avenue there's a psalm that says they prevented me in the day of calamity but the lord was my stay we have to stay in god God is our refuge and strength, Psalm chapter 46, a very present help in times of trouble. Hallelujah. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. Set my mind on things above. We have to stay in God. Staying in God is not something we do. It's not like going out um, on your porch and sitting down and staying there. I guess it could be. But it's an active thing. You have to actively, as Pastor Teray Roberts at uh, the Potter's House One LA says, um, believing is a is a verb. Like it's not something you do one time and then you're done. Well, yes, you believe in Jesus Christ that He was the Son of God, that He was raised, that He died for your sin and was raised to life. If you believe that, then you're saved. But He said you ought to always be believing God for something. 
believing is in action it's like a continual thing just like transformation is a continual thing it's not something you do one time and then you sit down you keep believing keep transforming keep renewing your mind glory to god right so um yeah your perspective matters our perspectives matter our perspectives shape our lives in in such a way you'll be surprised at some of the things we do not because uh you know and i get it there are some things we just we have weaknesses we all have weaknesses and strengths there's some areas where we just like lord i'm just i'm trying my best but it's just it's the struggle bus like so we need help we need community we need accountability a lot of times to um, help us in certain areas you know there's another there's a proverb that says commit yourself to instruction it's a reason for that. And all thy getting, get an understanding. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. But in all thy getting, get an understanding. Knowledge and reproof are the way to life. These are Proverbs. Talking about the mind, how to keep your mind right. Pride. God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. If you're proud, you're not going to think that you need to change or need to know anything different. So it's hard to teach a proud person anything because they don't want to learn. Proverbs talks about how it's a waste to educate, to pay to educate a fool because they don't have a desire to learn. But when you got somebody who's willing, who want to know, who wants to learn, it's easy ground. Come to God like a child, not like God, I know what you said yesterday, so I'm good on that, but... I need you to, you know, no, I don't know nothing. I'm a clean slate again. God's wisdom is, the Bible says, is infinite. He's infinite in wisdom. His revelation is just so, he's so deep. He's so unsearchable. His wisdom is. So we have to constantly think, like, like, just keep, the Bible says, and in Isaiah, he said, I would keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on me because he trusts in me. And that Hebrew word for trust, it's not like we think like, oh, I trust you to watch my car right quick or watch my purse. Trust is like I'm settled. I'm. It's like an intimacy. It's like a covenant. It's like a I'm not leaving you. Um, I'm going to stay here with what you say, with what you're doing. No matter what else happens, I trust you. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean out to your own understanding. See, David in Psalm 13, he started leaning to his own understanding. He has sorrow in his heart. I don't know why. Maybe I'll dig in and see why later. But he has sorrow in his heart. He has sorrow in his soul. And so he said he was taking counsel. He was trying to get instruction and perspective from his own soul, but it was bring, taking him to a dark place. But he got a revelation. He got himself together. He came to himself. He said, okay, but God, I'm going to trust in you. Excuse me. Excuse me. I'm sorry. He said, but I'm going to trust in you, God. 
enlighten my eyes. But I have trusted in your mercy. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me. He came to himself. He had that previous experience with God that he was able to glean from. He had a moment. He slipped up. He had sorrow going through things. But he said, God, I'm going to stop. And I'm going to sing praises to you. I'm going to rejoice in you because you're always good. Your mercy endures forever. You had mercy on me. You're still having mercy on me today. The stuff that should have happened to me didn't happen. You've dealt bountifully with me. You've been good to me. You've been amazing to me. Why am I tripping? Why am I? Why would I try to depend on my own self in the first place? The reason I'm feeling defeated is because I've tried to depend on myself to erabasha. I felt that spirit speaking. The reason I'm feeling this way, the reason my perspective is like this, the reason I'm thinking so negatively is because I'm depending on myself to win this battle. I had stopped depending on you. I had stopped trusting in you. That's why he said, but I've trusted in your mercy. He came to himself. He shifted like, oh, I'm back. Okay, let me get my my bearings here. Okay, glory to God. Because he has dealt bountifully with me. God has been good with me. God brings me out of distress. He's brought me out of distress. He's brought me out of the pit. Sometimes we don't even need like a word from God to get us through something. Sometimes we do. We need direction. We need wisdom. But sometimes we just need to to think about, as they say in the old school, when I think about the goodness of God. So true. Sometimes all you have to do is just reflect on God. Reflect on what he's already done in the past. Then that'll fuel your faith to give you like... Oh, God, if he can break me out of addiction, if he can bring me out of homelessness, if he can save that person's soul, if he can bring me out of the strip club, if he can bring me off the streets from selling drugs, if he can bring me out of depression, if he can bring me out of anger and hate and resentment, promiscuity, if he can bring me out of sexual immorality and keep me pure, oh, I know he can do this. If he can bring me out of Egypt, out of slavery, come on, through the wilderness. If he's made ways before, come on, Ty Tribute. <laughs> if he did it before, he can do it again. Same God. Same God. He doesn't change. He says, I'm the I'm God. I'm God. <laughs> I change not. I'm the Alpha and the Omega. There is no other God besides me. Right? Alright, y'all. I'm whew, I could keep going. But I just encourage you, you know, if you are having moments, which I know you are, I know we all are, because these are tumultuous times, so, you know. But as we are having these different times, these different challenges that we go through internally, we have to have a perspective shift. We have to allow God in to not, we may, we may cut off other people, because sometimes what other people say don't help. Just like Job, he had all his friends trying to help him come up with some kind of reason for what he was going through. Read the story of Job if you haven't. Sometimes we have to cut off other voices, but we can never, should never cut off the voice of God. 
We should always keep that connection with God, no matter what we go through. Not feeling like God, I have to be joyful to be in Your presence, to pursue Your presence. I have to have, I have to have it all together in order to talk to You. I don't want to come to You because I'm ashamed, because I'm in sin. We're born in sin and shaping iniquity. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. God, I'm depressed. I don't feel like talking to anybody. But if you just talk to God and allow that, oh glory to God, allow His His Word to just ooze in. Oh God. I'll never forget being, uh, I've suffered so, so many things, um, but I remember when I was first getting saved and I was in a very low place, um, God, I, my relationship with God began there. I, um, depressed, could hardly get out of bed, dealing with spirit of heaviness, dealing with all kinds of stuff because of my decisions, because of the sin that I was in. And I would just just have moments where I would just talk to God and it's like his word his Holy Spirit his word he would just come in in just the most gentle way he wouldn't try to snatch me up out of it he would just talk to me and it was just like well God at least I'm I'm seeing at least I'm hallelujah at least I'm at least somebody cares you know I'm not alone in this. Yes, I'm going through it. Yes, it doesn't feel good to me, but at least I'm not alone. That's like the worst feeling to have when you're going through something and you're feeling like God, like nobody really cares. You can't find empathy or compassion from anybody else. Seemingly, not saying that there aren't compassionate people in the world because God's children are here and you know, we we good people, but Sometimes you go through stuff and you're like, dang, nobody understands. Nobody gets me. There's a psalm that says, I'm a wonder to many. (laughs) But you, oh God. Like, you know me. You're with me in this. I'm not alone. I'm going through it, but I'm going through it with God. I don't have much. I don't know much. I don't know what's going on. I don't have all the degrees and titles and pastor and apostle and prophetesses and deaconess and I don't have all these titles. I don't have all these accolades. I don't have all this worldly power. But you think on me. You're here with me. You love me. You love me just as much as you love the person who has a million trillion dollars. Your love doesn't change. And that's something to live for. That's something to, that's a good perspective to keep when you're going through sorrow. When you're going through challenges, when you're going through adversity. Sometimes the answers won't even get you through times of adversity. You know, you think... Maybe if I go, just like in the book of Ecclesiastes, Solomon was, maybe if I go and get all this wisdom, maybe if I go and get all this understanding and knowledge, and maybe if I get a new boyfriend, new girlfriend, or maybe if I get all this money, I think that my life will be fulfilling then. 
Or maybe my situation will get better if I just go spruce myself up, have a self-care day. Nothing wrong with all this stuff, by the way. You know, if you want to spruce your life up, go ahead, you know, every now and then. But some, I'm just saying sometimes there's only a soothing that can come to our soul from God. There's only a peace that can come to us that comes from God. I've been in times where I've had a lot. I've had money relationships I've you know I've had so many things but it's like nothing compares to God one of my favorite proverbs uh is it proverb or psalm it says a little that a righteous man has is better than the wealth of many wicked I believe better to be poor with fear of the Lord than to be rich with wickedness I may be paraphrasing that one those are two scriptures But I'm not saying I want to be poor. I'm just saying in contrast to having things and not having God, I don't want to be that person. If I have anything, I'd rather it be because God blessed me with it. I've got it through the grace of God and not by my own might, my own power, my own connections, my own ability. Because when we do things on our own, like David was doing in Psalm 13, trying to lead his own understanding, trying to get his own stuff, trying to, okay, I'm trying to counsel myself through this. (laughs) Imagine trying to counsel yourself when you're depressed. Like, I'm depressed, but I'm going to get myself through this. Like, how? That's backwards. Not going to fly. So, okay, I'm going to go for real. But God bless you all. Um, Y'all take care. Uh, This is I'm Unique once again, Um, keeping it G. Stay tuned for more. I know I have been inconsistent, if you will, but by the grace of God, there will be much more content available, more music. I actually have a poetry book coming out soon. It's God has been so great and so gracious to get me to to just allow me to witness what he's doing because it's not me, it's him. You know, I'm just like a vessel and stuff. And it's a great book. I'm excited. It'll it'll be out on, uh, I don't have a date, but it'll be out soon. It's called No Concealer by I'm Unique Devon. Be in tune. Be in tune. Be, um, I guess, looking out, be on the lookout for it. So, yeah, other than that, I pray that this message blessed you all like it blessed me. Uh, I did get a little emotional in some parts. So if you hear my voice start to shake, you know, don't judge me. Maybe you should join in and cry too, because sometimes you got to cry. All right. We all human. If you don't cry, then you, I don't know what you are. Maybe a robot. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Not kidding. But glory to God. I'll be back next time. Don't forget, I do have a YouTube channel called, um, it's under I'm Unique Devon, I apostrophe M, Unique, U-N-I-Q-U-E, Devon. I have Instagram, I'm Unique, De- at I'm Unique Devon. I'm on Facebook, I'm Unique Devon. I'm on Twitter, at I'm Unique Devon. Um, obviously, on Instagram and Twitter, you can't put an apostrophe after the at sign, but I'm Unique Devon. Uh, on, you know, wherever you can find me. Um yeah i'm trying to think of anywhere else that i am i will be in bookstores soon praise god by the grace of god lord willing and yeah oh 
also on apple music itunes spotify wherever you can find and stream music i'm there i have um one single out right now it's called live and not die and it's available wherever you can find music title i mean wherever um there will be more music on the way by the grace of god lord willing and i'm excited for what god is doing y'all uh in this season um healing he's still healing he's still delivering he's still changing lives because he's still changing my life you know sometimes you think i'm gonna go for real but this is my last closing for real uh sometimes you know we think like you get saved and that's it and your life is just like a you just roll down roll your boat gently down the stream but you still gonna have tribulation you still gonna have troubles and you still gonna have a need for god you still gonna have hardships so it's like a continual thing but if you stay with God and if you keep yourself open to God through it, you'll come out of it better. You'll come out of it holier. You'll come out of it uh, healed. You'll come out of it delivered. You'll come out of it with a better perspective than you did when you went in. So, yeah, y'all take care. God bless you. Until next time.